Welcome to the Safety Talks podcast presented by Safopedia.com, empowering the workplace with free health and safety information. I'm your host, Pat Robinson. Safety Talks seeks to educate and inform through our discussions with experts and influencers in all aspects of occupational health and safety. We cover current practices and new developments in emerging technologies, management systems, legislation, and safety best practices. Now, to today's guest. Today, I'm speaking with Bill Chenold of Joliet, Illinois. Bill is a veteran of the radio broadcasting industry in the Midwest who then moved into the railroad industry as a conductor on the Chicago, Rock Island, and Pacific Railroad. While at the railroad, Bill became involved in safety of railway operations, where his earlier media experience was key in developing various safety-related media. So currently, Bill is at an interesting intersection of two of his previous vocations as a producer of safety media and communicator, paired to a wealth of safety knowledge and experience that have led to his current gig, which is mentoring young people about risk. Bill has some enlightening numbers to share, and the program he'll describe addresses a wide variety of subject matter that particularly impacts young people. What's also interesting and valuable in the work Bill is doing is while on the surface there is significant situational risk that's being addressed, Bill and the organizations he's working with, high schools and corporations, are imprinting valuable life skills on young people that many will carry for the rest of their lives. Bill Chenold, welcome to Safety Talks Podcast. Well, Pat, thank you for having me. Yeah, this is a pleasure. I think this is... uh, a really interesting session from the point of view that you've got where where you have a, an industry vet that was involved in two different uh, vocations, uh, one being sort of communications and media, then later into uh, railway, um, where you've been able to uh, uh, take knowledge and skill set from those two vocations and uh, start a, a new gig, although this isn't particularly new, you've been at this for a while, um, that uh, really draws from both of those vocations and experience and, and knowledge bases to impart something uh, uh, genuinely valuable into neighborhoods where there's crossover between uh, workplaces that impact neighborhoods and, and you can get into the detail of, of this as we continue to uh, uh, to chat. So this is a pleasure to have you. I think this is uh, um, going to be uh, really valuable and eye-opening, at least it was for me when we first talked and um, got a, a sense for some of the numbers involved and so on. So let's, uh, let's start. Let's uh, talk first about uh, young people because um, that's really um, where, your, uh, where your efforts are focused. The data you shared with me is, is pretty concerning and you have some ideas around um, accident prevention with young people in particular. So let's, let's get grounded on, on some of the data and um, just how big some of these, uh, some of the, the risks and outcomes um, are. Well, first of all, the program is entitled Safety Mentoring. Um, The word mentoring means to go in and help people to understand certain situations. Uh, Education, uh, that's that's the key word here. And this really is safety education for young people. Uh, The data of 10,000 teens each year dying in preventable incidents is out is astonishing 
a lot of these teens get involved in situations that they're not aware of the consequences. Um, I would like to point out that just recently here in our area, we had four teenage uh, young teens walking along a railroad track, and they walked onto a bridge over a creek, uh, and they were on a section of the track that was straight until just north of there, there was a curve in the track, and they had no idea that a train was coming down the track toward them, and there were two sets, there were two sets of tracks, a left and a right track. Well, here in the United States, we drive on the right side of the pavement and uh, on the railroad systems, most of the railroad systems also operate on the right side of the, the their track or their roadbed. Um, what I'm trying to say is that uh, we here in America drive one way and people in England drive in the opposite directions. So these teens are on the railroad trestle it's uh, dusk out, and along comes a passenger train at 75 to 80 miles an hour, comes around this curve, and these kids think that they're in the clear on the right track that the train is not on. However, the train is traveling on the opposite track. It hit two of the teens, throwing one of them into a creek. His body was found downstream some two days later, three miles away and these kids just did not understand that being on the railroad bridge and being on the right track or the wrong track was something that you know they they just didn't know they weren't aware of they weren't cognizant of this the their situation and their surroundings so part of uh safety mentoring we have a direct link to operation lifesaver which is our railroad industries uh, education program for people of all ages, not just young people. So at any rate, uh, this is just one incident that happened recently that you know brought me to awareness of uh, that these teens, if they would have been in school and had a safety mentor in school descri describing why they needed to be off of the railroad tracks and not trespass on the railroad property, this may have been a very preventable incident that happened. For, for certain, I, do, I just wanted to um, comment there. Obviously, this is significantly uh, significant tragedy here with uh, four, young, four young lives in peril. Um, Interesting, as you described that incident, there's a number of factors that um, uh, that that have impacted uh, being on a curve, an assumption that uh, the the train would be on a different track than than what they had assumed. So their limited knowledge was such that uh, was in, incorrect in this particular case. Um, at dusk, um, as well. And uh, is this a case where the the young folks had uh, headphones on? Not in this particular incidence. Okay. However, that that brings up the point that yes, there have been a multitude of incidents. Most most young people today are technolo technology savvy, and they're using pod uh, 
programs with headphones on them, and they don't realize that they're placing themselves in a situation where their hearing is impaired greatly. We've had n a number of incidents of teens walking on railroad tracks with headphones and have been killed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that uh, is uh, in the news um, with surprising regularity. Um, so obviously a, a knowledge piece for young people there and, and an awareness piece. So let's talk about some of the specifics then of, of the mentoring program and how it came together, um, who got involved, um, so where, where it started and, and how it's progressing, its, it's current structure, um, those kinds of things. Actually, my concept for mentoring began back in the early 2000s. And I, it actually evolved from a program that I called, um, at the time, um, character, character building program. And uh, I wanted, I, I was seeing things on TV that I thought were affecting young people, uh, TV shows, uh, different things that uh, were, were not within the realm of where they should be going in the direction of their life. So out of this character education program, there was a subpart to it, uh, which included this safety. Uh, and I gravitated away from the character um, portion of the program because I was meeting such resistance in the schools at the time that the schools did not have a place uh, teaching character to students. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but back in that time frame, they didn't have character education. They have it now, however. So um, that's how safety mentoring actually came about. There were safety components in the program that um, allowed a student to browse the website and see the different safety things that were involved. So that's actually how it started. I eventually went to work for a company called uh, First America, which is a transportation company that has a, um, an office and a location here in Joliet, Illinois. And uh, I actually became a transportation driver for First Transit in Will County, Joliet here. And I would attend all the safety meetings that um, the company would host. Once a month, they had regular safety meetings. And I, I started to see how this could fit in with having the company become involved in safety, not only for the workers at the company, but also in the local school. So I approached the district office for the Joliet Central High School, and they were very glad to have me come with my, with my safety director, Mr. Powell, to do safety mentoring at Joliet Central High School. When we got into the, uh, the class and, and we worked all day long, there was, a, um, there was a class probably every, I don't know, a period in a classroom runs something like maybe, uh, what, about 40 minutes. We did about seven sessions that day and it was met with immense success as far as the school was concerned and also the company. So we really got in and started doing mentoring uh, in earnest in 2017. 
That's a that's a tremendous story. I want to uh, and and uh, a tremendous amount of success. It's it's first gratifying uh, myself being in the safety business when there is such rapid uptake of of uh, knowledge. Um, and that uh, not only the students but the school saw the value, and and there was um, uh, a warm reception. Uh, the uh, obviously there was a need to be filled, and it sounds like uh, um, that uh, you've do, you've done really really well there. I just want to revisit um, uh, your earlier comment there regarding um, the the character piece of this. So are you referring to um, soft skills and um, sort of uh, development of, of uh, values and um, decision-making processes and those kinds of things, kind of the softer side of, of uh, personal development um, that, that the school um, uh, indicated that they didn't want um, a real concentration on that. They just wanted sort of the, the practical knowledge and skills. I just wanted, kind of wanted to understand the break-off point between um, uh, sort of what you meant with the character, the character elements. Well, the character portion of what I was trying to do at the time, um, the school systems just didn't feel it was their place. They felt that the character thing belonged in the home mm -hmm. and with the parents. Um, however, nowadays, I'm, I'm going by schools and I'm seeing electronic signs out front touting character, be a good character, do, do your best every day. Um, the bullying situation, um, I think, really brought that out with the schools. But um, yeah, I, that, that went by the wayside at the time, and I concentrated on safety. I mean, who can argue at all that safety should not be taught? Uh, there, there's nothing about learning safety that, uh, I'm trying to think of how to, how to paraphrase this, uh, Safety is like every uh, safety is like everybody's concern, no matter what, and uh, that's why I thought that you know this would have been a better direction to go in with uh, safety mentoring. Right. Um, it's not there's there's no there's no one who doesn't face risk on a daily basis. So for certain, it's it's universal. Just to I just find it interesting the sort of evolution of. Um, Sort of the stance of, of whoever the governing bodies are. I just, you know, I think it's uh, it's uh, good, it's positive that um, ultimately um, the ways and means or the decision making around these kinds of things has has tended to evolve again based on need. Um, I think that uh, educators have much. Uh, uh, a, a big piece of forming young minds and personalities. Um, it, it all needs to be done with um, sort of community values and all those kinds of things that they likely were concerned about at the time. Uh, but it is uh, just noteworthy that things have evolved on that front. So uh, uh, that's uh, that's good and, and positive. Safety mentoring really is a is is something that can become a component of the health education that does take place in the schools. Um, health education, uh, as far as, uh, you know, like one of the things that we saw in our mentoring at Joliet Central High School was we talked about food safety and preparing food and uh, why, certain, uh, why certain things needed to be done in preparation of food uh, to prevent disease and the spread of disease. So uh, the safety mentoring, really crossed 
into that um, that curriculum. So that, that's a, a great opportunity to, to talk about uh, the, the vast amount of subject matter that uh, the program is, has ultimately got into. So its start obviously was, and uh, the impetus to, to start this program was around uh, railroad safety and the impact it was having in the community. Um, in, in some cases, pretty severe impact. Um, but uh, you've since moved into a, a large um, amount of of hazards and risks that young people in particular um, are exposed to. So um, let's talk a little bit about um, some of that subject matter. Is there, um, out of the, the, the large number of things that are now incorporated in the program, is there, say, a, a critical few, a half dozen that get the most interest or where you see the students are going, aha, that's something I've not really thought about. You've had a particularly <clears throat> large impact with certain bits of subject matter? I think the greatest, the greatest point that I can bring out about the safety mentoring is the texting and driving, which is, has become, I don't even know, finding the word for it, but uh, it is a very serious, serious thing to do is to text and drive. And uh, it's become prevalent all throughout North America. You see it all of the time. I'll be at a stoplight and I'll be sitting next to a person that is on their texting device and the light turns green. I pull away from the light and in a rear view mirror, that person is still sitting there at the light texting. So um, the texting and driving, we have, we have a plethora of subjects that we cover on our safety mentoring websites, which are customized for each location so that the, uh, the company that, that uh, sponsors, I don't wanna say sponsors, but is involved in, they get recognition on, on the website with their name uh, and company name and the person who is maybe the safety director of the company. But we have things like uh, water rescue, um, Carbon monoxide, that's another big one for me. We had an entire family in Flint, I don't know if it was in Flint, uh, one of the cities in Michigan who, who died, the entire family, uh, eight people died in a house where the electricity had been shut off and the person brought in a, a, genera a gas power generator, set it up in the garage, closed the garage door, they all went to sleep and they were dead by, you know, probably within a half of an hour, I would imagine. Yeah. So uh, then we have things like road rage and eye protection, falls, hydroplaning. You know, I see people, you know, when we get a good sized thunderstorm come through here where the water is ponded up on the pavement and they drive through it like, you know, Mario Andretti wanting to show off how, how they can... Uh, splash water all over the place and they don't realize that once those wheels hit that water there's a chance that you lose contact with the pavement and you're off flying into a telephone pole right. so we have that um we also have a, a a section on the website and again these websites are individual to each business or each school uh with safety videos. There's probably 80 safety videos that can be used in the workplace and in, and in safety mentoring efforts. There's connections right there to occupational safety, 
internet safety, how, how to be on the internet and keep yourself safe. And then again, we got the railroad safety, fire safety. We have links to the Red Cross. Uh, we have food safety. Uh, the, the Center for Disease Control has its own teen safety site. We also have links there. And then OSHA has a teen workers uh, site, which we link straight to from the safety mentoring site. Yeah, um, a, a ton of resources. We'll go get to the the website address and so on towards the uh, towards the end of our our uh, chat. You've mentioned corporations, and uh, in reading through your materials and our our chat prior to to this conversation, um, it sounds like there's um, a number of companies that have got involved, and uh, they're really realizing some net benefit just outside of um, sponsorship and, and being involved from um, uh, just a, an educational bit for young people. I mean, that is significant in itself, but there's also some uh, corporate benefits um, for, uh, for them as well that might not be uh, readily apparent. So let's talk a little bit about those things. Well, the first thing is... Um when a company is involved in safety mentoring, uh, they're given their own personalized, as I mentioned before, safety mentoring website, which incorporates all of these connections to outside sources and to our topic sheet system, which incorporates probably 22 to 25 different topics. Uh, a company that has a, has a website the on on their on their website which is dedicated to safety is a super plus because it promotes them as a proactive toward safety company and uh the 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 direct benefits of that are um let's say let's say the company unfortunately has an injury um within their their location regulatory agencies come in they take a look at at uh, what has occurred and uh, in the company's files they find that they're involved in safety mentoring which shows that they at least had a proactive stance towards safety not only in the workplace but in the community as well the uh, the other uh, benefit for the corporation is reduced or a possibility of reduced insurance uh, premiums because they're demonstrating that they are concerned about safety enough to do it not only in the workplace but in the community as well. So there, there are other benefits uh, to the company um, in the community. Um, when uh, a company is involved in safety mentoring, uh, there is the possibility of having a newspaper article uh, incorporated uh, by their local newspaper so that they're demonstrative to the community that they're involved in safety mentoring. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to picking up safety mentoring. And I'd like to point out that there is no cost associated with this. Um, this is entirely a volunteer effort at this point uh, for me to get this up and running na nationally. Uh, so, you know, don't worry about getting a bill in the mail for this. Tremendous. Um, that's a great way forward. Um, speaking of, uh, of expansion, so what does what your growth path look like? Um, where would you like to see this program 
uh, progress to? What's what's the vision down down the line? Well, when I first went out in our own uh, area, one of my biggest problems was getting to know who the safety director was at a certain company. Like if I wanted to go down to Acme Metals Company and I wanted to speak with the safety director, <laughs> I stood little or no chance of even getting past the reception desk, let alone getting the name of the safety director of the company. Companies are very protective about their employees and their na employees' names, emails, or whatever. So for me to try to get to a safety director to talk to them about implementing safety mentoring, uh, either through a telephone call, a personal visit, or an email was uh, uh, probably absolutely zero. So um, the one thing that, that really is, has helped me recently is I have become involved with uh, the uh, website LinkedIn, which uh, is for professional people. And in a little under four weeks, I have made contact with 1,100 safety directors from all industries across the board who I have made a connection with. And I'm getting very positive feedback from some of the information that I'm passing on to these people. So I'm getting people that are saying, wow, I really need to do this. Uh, this would be great for me and, and uh, please give me more information. So it's really been a wanderlust of, um, uh, of, of something happening in that regard as making contact with people. Yeah, the, the, the power of social media, really a uh, great example here. And we will include um, the URL to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes of this uh, podcast when it's published. Um, speaking of social media and web presence, um, you have a very well-resourced website. Where can people find your, your website and uh, what can they expect to find when they arrive there? Well, all you need to do is go to safetymentoring.net. And that will take you to the home page that will fill you in on everything about safety mentoring and, and what it can do to benefit your company and yourself professionally. This this is this program is also a very uh, a very good thing to have on your resume when you're either changing jobs or 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 looking for uh, employment in other industries or whatever. So that uh, including this on your resume, I'm involved with safety mentoring is also a plus. Yeah, this is tremendous. I would encourage uh, any any listeners here that are uh, more interested in this topic, um, if they would like to, if they ultimately go to safetymentoring.net, you'll see on this homepage a um, yellow button that says visit sample safety portal. And uh, at that screen, you're going to see uh, a vast amount of, of subject matter um, specific to uh, to uh, Bill's efforts here. So this is uh, uh, really tremendous, well resourced, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of information and and value here. Outside of uh, LinkedIn and uh, visit to the website, uh, how could people contact you? Well, they can uh, send me an email. My uh, email address is con connect. C-O-N-N-E-C-T at safetymentoring.net. Uh, that's the best way to contact me. 
Um, this is tremendous. Um, thanks very much, Bill. This has been uh, really enlightening. I think you're uh, doing a, a, a tremendous service trying to uh, mold and imprint um, the, the required knowledge and skills on uh, young people, getting to them at, at a time where um, they're exposed to hazards, so there's a real need for them, and uh, also at a time of their life where um, this information can be carried forward through throughout the rest of adulthood. So uh, thanks very much for this effort, and uh, thanks for guesting here on Safety Talks. Well, sir, it's been a privilege and an honor to speak with you today. If you like what you heard today, or if you've liked previous podcasts, or have interesting subject matter that our audience can learn from, we want to hear from you. Check our show notes at safopedia.com slash podcast. You can email me at pat.robinson at hsebestpractices.com or contact me on Twitter at patrobinson2005.